0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Sacred Space Podcast. My name is Gina Stockton, and I'm so happy that you're here. We are living in crazy times, and there's a lot going on in the world. A lot of pain, a lot of fear, a lot of trauma surfacing, a lot of things uh, being exposed. And it is driving a lot of people to prayer. To call out on God whether or not they have a relationship with Him. The old adage, there are no atheists in foxholes, is probably a good thing to think about right now. And so I really felt compelled to do a series, a very basic series on prayer. What is it? Why do we pray? And in this episode, I'm calling this the beginning of prayer. And we're going to dive into who God is, who he isn't, who we are, who we aren't, and therefore what prayer is. So I hope this encourages you. I hope this begins to unlock something in you and gives you permission to explore prayer, not as empty words that you repeat or things that you uh, scream out, although those things are important, but that you could encounter and receive the depth of relationship that is available through prayer. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Sacred Space. Ellie, I invited you because uh, I love you. You have a lot of wisdom um, and... You teach class, skills classes at New Community Church, and what that is is how do you how do you take the gospel and biblical narrative and and the truth of God's word, and how do you actually apply it in your life and live right. out the freedom that we've been given by Jesus? And right. there's some very practical things that are so powerful in the church, and prayer is a huge part of that. So that's why we're here. Thanks for being here. Yes, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so um, there's a couple of things to just. Lay the groundwork and the foundation of our conversation. Even as believers, we don't understand and fully take advantage of the gift that prayer actually is. Yes. And so as I say in my prayer class, um, we're going to deconstruct and reconstruct our understanding of prayer. We're going to blow up the box that we've placed God in and right. our own identity. Um, and you deal a lot with identity in your skills classes, right? right. That's yeah. a big part of, yeah. um, the things that you are wrestling and mm-hmm. with, with people and mm-hmm. helping them tackle. Um, and then how do we have uh, freedom and confidence in the context here in our relationship with God mm-hmm. ourselves really, and other people and, and how does that play out and how does prayer play a part in that? And there really is nothing more precious and sweet and miraculous than the fact that um, we can meet with God mm-hmm. as his kids. Yes. That holy anytime. place of meeting anytime. Yeah. That's what prayer is. So we're going to talk a little bit about the baggage and the confusion mm-hmm. wrapped around prayer. And we're going to talk about relational versus transactional. Yes. I think it's important That word you
1: said to deconstruct because I I realized in my own mind, because right, it starts in in my mind before you know it comes out of my mouth and then it comes out in an action or a behavior. If I'm not able to connect some of the false understandings I have about who God is, uh, what prayer is, who I am, yeah, then it's really hard to be able to identify when I'm outside of that relationship that God has created to have with me. So in order to move closer to God, I have to be able to deconstruct the things that are keeping me from experiencing that, if yeah, that it's makes good. sense. Yeah, absolutely. So being able to talk through, like we're doing right now, a conversation about prayer Yeah, sometimes brings to light things that we didn't even realize that we we thought of or we've experienced or we've, like you said, created around how we pray or or when we can or, or what that looks like. So in order to step into the truth, we have to understand the lies that we've yeah. been living in. Yeah, um, so this is this is important.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because I think depending on our. Our upbringing, our culture that we've lived in, if we did go to church or we didn't go to church, if we went to a Catholic church versus a Protestant church, or if we were not churched at all, Mm -hmm. or if our only understanding of prayer is from the movies, we have very narrow understanding. You know, it's so funny to me that Hollywood usually depicts someone praying with, you know, their hands folded Mm -hmm. right in front of their face and kneeling, or, you know, there's Mm -hmm. these very um, stereotypical understandings of prayer, or it's an amen at the end of something a spiritual pastor, priest, rabbi says, and then I agree with that. Or um, it's a repeated Thing you know, the Apostles' Creed or the Lord's right. Prayer or um, the Rosary. You know, I'm just right. going to repeat this over and over again and so that's prayer. And, and some of those may be parts of of prayer, but there's so much more. Right? There's so much more. So, so let's start at the very beginning. Yes. Right? Let's just Good. start with um, some basics. So let's start with God. And let me just say this is a a very elementary level conversation. Um, we could, we could have a podcast that's lands and stays on prayer for the rest of right. our days and probably not get to all of it. So this mm-hmm. isn't a dissertation on prayer. This is this is the beginning. And so some of these yeah. things we're going to hit on, you I just want to encourage you, you it may trigger something in you. You know, there's going to be some stuff we say that you may want to explore deeper. You may want to go farther with. And I would encourage you, you can first of all you can email me, you can email us. I will have links in the podcast notes if you have questions. If you go to a church and have a pastor or a trusted friend who's a believer who you could go to and ask for, for maybe help further prayer to process some of these things, because these are potentially big issues, but we're right. not going to take the time to unpack super deep. Right. But we are going to identify some of that baggage and confusion. Mm-hmm. And and my hope would be that this would be, start a journey for somebody. Right. And I think the topic in itself... Brings up so many different thoughts
1: and emotions uh, that we try to unpack, even thinking about times that maybe you've been embarrassed when you've stepped out mm-hmm. to pray. Yeah, it's good. Or times that you've wanted to pray, but something in you is just resisting it because maybe it's, it's, easier in that moment to think you've got it under control. And if you step into prayer, are you losing control because yeah. now you're admitting that you actually need sign of weakness you need it. or something? Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, like Gina said, if anything that, that we share or anything that we're talking about brings about this feeling of your heart beating or some sort of, you know, oh, I didn't like what that, what that brought mm, out it's in good. me, Yeah. man, what an opportunity to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and just write it out, journal it out. Cause I believe anytime we have some some wrestle or some tension. That's a good thing because yeah, it's an it's opportunity good. for us to hear God in a way that we may mm. not have before. Yeah. So to, to push into it, stay yeah. curious, like uh, we like to say, because you're on to something there. And, yeah. And, it's good. And God has uh, new for us. Yeah. And we don't we don't want to miss it. So don't brush it off. Keep, yeah. Keep seeking and and being
0: saying yes. Yeah. Discomfort, if we lean into it, oftentimes leads. Leads Mm -hmm. to healing, right? Mm -hmm. Because it exposes things that we can address. It it brings about the things, the fear, the insecurity, the anxiety, of of whatever it is. It starts to open that door so that we can let God into those places. And so it's it's an opportunity, yes, uh, not to be avoided and run away from, but to actually lean into. Yes. Um, So yeah. So let's start with God. I want to start with God. What God is not. God is not an angry punisher. Uh, There's a lot of uh, the angry God in the sky who's just waiting for us to mess up so that he can punish us. And therefore, that is why stuff is happening in the world or to me or whatever. God is not an angry punisher. God is not a genie in a bottle. He's not someone that you when suddenly you're in crisis, you know you're frantically rubbing the lamp and saying, "Please, please, you know, rescue, you know, help, give me, do this. So many people, even believers, go to God in that way that that's and please hear me. None of these statements are accusations. These are simply uh, distorted understanding that kind of keep us limited in what we have access to. God is not a cosmic force, right? He's not like, it's not like Star Wars, the force be with you. (laughs) He's not, you know, without a a personality, without emotion, he's a person. And God is not passive or disengaged. He's not a God who is uh, Zeus-like sitting on a throne somewhere. And occasionally he he might turn his head our direction if we're so lucky. You know, that is not who he is. So those are some of the the biggies. And do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think how you've seen those manifest with people or with yourself. Right. I mean, we all bring
1: experience based on, you know, what we've seen or or you know, the homes we've been raised in and and again, this is never to put blame on yeah. you know any anyone specifically our our parents or our family, but you know, we build our perspective based on those experiences. And I know, um, for me, a lot of it was works, you know, you learned to do certain things. And when you did those certain things, then you were able to receive. And so I think the biggest one personally for me is that prayer was something that I had to do the right way after I had done A, B, and C right. in order to then grow closer to God. Um, and that's just not the way relationship works. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not good. the way um, God you know, relates to us or, or communicates to us. And so I feel like there's a lot of freedom when you're able to realize um, the the misunderstanding or the even unintentional ways that we perceive who God is. Yeah. So, like Gina said, um, all these things that God is not, those are those are sometimes um, hard to discover until we realize who God is and yeah, we start to understand who He is in His entirety. Which I don't think we'll really ever understand until we're face to face with Him. But the seeking of knowing Him more reveals um, and brings to light the things that that maybe we've you know learned or or just Fallen into believing
0: um, that limits him because God is not limited. No, it's so good, and it, yeah, it's not a if I do this, then right. I'll receive this. And right. and and let me just say really quick. Um, so in your prayer life, right. these distorted understandings would probably manifest like this. If you think he's an angry punisher, mm-hmm. then prayer is shame driven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, I you know I'm I'm terrible. I'm a worm. I'm dirt. I'm um, yes, we're all sinners saved by grace, but. Um, it becomes very shame and condemnation driven right. rather than grace driven um, if you if he's a genie in a bottle to you, then it's Hail Mary prayers right yeah. It's you don't really engage until you need something or you want something or you're desperate right. and then you can get very offended if you don't feel that, um, response right away that, okay, then something's wrong with me because mm-hmm. he didn't. Mm-hmm. He did for them, but he didn't do for me. Right. And so that, that could be how that uh, manifests. If it's a cosmic force, then you don't even really pray or it's like, well, I just need to be positive or I just need to, you know, stay in this uh, yeah. place. And so the, the, you don't even know how to engage in prayer. It maybe mm-hmm. becomes more repetitious, um, mm-hmm. vain repetition, like, okay, mm-hmm. almost like, um, just babbling the words over and over again, because you just feel like you're supposed to do that. And right. eventually it'll all almost karmically come yeah. together. And the universe will somehow work yeah. in your favor. Right. Right. Um, if he's passive or disengaged, then you may not even be inclined to pray. You're just like, mm-hmm. well, what's the point? Right. I've tried nothing happens. Therefore, I just won't. So that is just a little bit of how those things may show up in terms of your prayer life. So let's hit now on who God is. Oh and gosh. again, these are these are just broad strokes. Let's talk about the big things right. that are very foundational. And that is that God is good. He is good. He's intrinsically good. He is a good father. God is kind. He... His kindness leads us to repentance. Mm, I love that. Um, And let me just say that if you had an absent father in your home, if you Mm -hmm. um, have a a hard relationship with your father, again, this is an accusation, but some of these may be difficult to receive. The idea that God is a good father, if you've never experienced a good father, that's really difficult. If you've never experienced a kind father, that may be very difficult. So this is about... Um, blowing up the assumptions and coming back to the truth, whether or not right now I experience that or I believe that or I feel that, this actually is what's true. He's holy. He is a holy God. So we talk about Jesus being our friend. Yes, he's our friend, but he is also holy. So there's like a holy fear. That's not fear in, again, condemnation and shame based, but fear in like, whoa. It's a reverence. It's an awe, awe that you are God and you are on the throne, Right. but you're the lover of my soul and you know yes. the hairs on my head and you hear me. So there's that, that juxtaposition, that beautiful balance between you're good, you're kind, Mm -hmm. but you're holy. He's just, you know, we're recording this right now, actually in the middle of the George Floyd death and all that that has triggered in the country and the world, which is so painful, but so necessary. And justice is a big theme right now. And one of the hardest things is, is waiting for justice. Yes. But we have a just God and he will have the final say and right. there will be justice in right. the end. Some of it will happen in our lifetime for us, for our friends. Some some of it won't happen in this lifetime, but he is just. Um, he's a redeemer. Mm. Redemption is the beautiful miracle about the character of our God, that he does, and it doesn't make sense um, until you live it, that he does work all things together for our good and his glory. And that includes the hard. And the biggest thing that God is love. The Bible says that God is love, which is a hard, again, if you have never experienced love, if love for you has been something that has been manipulative, that has had conditions, that has been twisted in some way, then that could be a place of deep hurt and pain that needs to be healed. Mm -hmm. Um, But the good news is that God is love. He Mm -hmm. is motivated by love. Everything that he is encompasses Mm -hmm. love, healthy, whole,
1: Right, love. Right, and I think even listening to you explain that, it's hard to again understand in our limited abilities to grasp God is love, and the truth is, you know, Gina said if we've experienced these, you know, negative um, ways of of love affecting us in our life, well, we all have because we live in a broken world, and so yeah. You know, unfortunately, the truth is that we have all been violated in love, and and love really tells us, you know, who we are. It tells us our a lot of our identity. It tells us that we are unique, that we have value, that we're worthy, mm-hmm. and so we find ourselves, you know, here now, um, trying to figure out how to restore what's been broken. And and it's so beautiful to look at God as that perfect, that perfect love, and that we have this innate need and desire in our hearts. To be in a relationship that is perfect love. Yeah. And so what does that mean for us as we talk about prayer and as we talk about who God is and that ultimately He is the only one that can meet that need that we have, that He put in us to be in a love relationship yeah. with our Father. Yeah, it's good. So I, I'm excited to continue to talk about yeah. uh, what that means, that God is is perfect and that He's love.
0: Yeah, it's good. He's good. It's good. And so if we say He is love and mm-hmm. we've touched on on it a little bit that than what is love right and so if we pull that from 1 Corinthians 13 which is the love chapter if you've been to a Christian wedding right? you've probably heard <laughs> the love chapter but um, so so let's define here are some characteristics and traits of true unconditional love this is the list straight out of first Corinthians love is patient. love is kind. love is not jealous. Love is not boastful. It's not proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. And some of you right now might be going, well, yeah, he's God and he demands his own way, but but no. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what free will is. Mm-hmm. It's the beauty of free will. Love is not irritable. It keeps no records of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a huge mm-hmm. uh, lie that people have that God's got this laundry list of everything you've done. And as soon as you come face to face with him, he's going to read you the riot act, right? Um, He keeps no record of wrongs, does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices in the truth. Again, justice is a big thing for God um, and the truth will win. Uh, Yes, We get to the end of the book, he wins, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, we're not going to go deep into theology. Uh, Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful and it always endures through all circumstances. Mm -hmm. So when we say God is love, um, when we say him as a father, uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, when we say uh, he is good, he is kind, he is just, he is holy... All of that is through the filter of love, mm. and that love is a healthy, beautiful, championing love, mm-hmm. and that is who he is. And you add to that that he's unchanging mm, and
1: always good. who he says he is. That even right now, I I want to just go away in a little corner and be in, <laughs> in, in, in conversation with him because I hunger for those things. Yeah, it's good wow, that, that some, someone that never gives up on me, that endures mm-hmm. forever.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, that's nothing that we've tasted um, and seen in the temporal. Yeah. We get bits and pieces of it, which yeah. is what a gift, you know, healthy relationships with others. What a gift God has given us. But wow, when you read through that scripture of what love is, who God is, that is a craving and hunger that we all have. Yeah. And so knowing that it makes, it, it makes me want to spend more time on my knees, on my face, in His Word, just driving in my car, singing Him praises and just talking to Him because... Yeah wow, that releases me to be me in a way that nothing else does. Right. Because if this
0: love is in fact all these things, if right. he is, then he's trustworthy. Yes. And yeah. we have an enemy mm-hmm. in this world who is mm-hmm. wants to distort, steal, kill, and destroy. And probably his biggest success is in creating that place of distrust that if I've experienced love other than this, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to project that onto my image of God. Therefore, he's not a trustworthy, safe place to to go to. Um, And so there's that separation, right? Right. What has been stolen, I think, is, is, is what we're hoping, even in this conversation, in this podcast, that you'll You'll start to receive that right. something's been stolen, and right. we want to help set the table for that to be restored. And so, right. if God is not that list in the beginning, mm-hmm. if He is the second list, good, kind, loving, mm-hmm. and if love is these things, uh, let's talk about us for a minute. Yeah. These are just a few of the, I think, lies that we can live under. We are not an accident we didn't just happen. We weren't stumbled upon. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and let me just say to Psalm 139, first of all, if you have a Bible, uh, you don't even need a Bible anymore. You can type in Psalm 139 into Google and, 30 places digital Bibles will pop up and you can read it. I really encourage you to read it. Um, it just talks about how God knit us together, that yes. we were intentionally made, lovingly made. And I will say that um, as someone whose parents were not married, whose uh, parents were alcoholics and were in a really um, really unhealthy, kind of ugly relationship and... Um, my mom wanted to marry my dad. My dad was kind of a player, didn't want to marry her. My mom got pregnant on purpose to trap my dad. And mm-hmm. so when I came to Jesus, when I was 12, when I encountered God's love for the first time, one of the things I really struggled with mm-hmm. when I first read it was Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. I grew up believing I was a mistake, mm-hmm. that I was an accident, that mm-hmm. I was not intentional, that I wasn't wanted. And here I'm reading this scripture that's saying that I was purposely woven together. Why would it be God's will that this terrible relationship happened and then I was the result? But that's the beautiful miracle of redemption. Right. right. And so um, I just want to say to you, whoever you are, whatever circumstance of your life, your birth, whether you are adopted, whether you are in a family that's married, whether you're in a broken home, whatever it is, you are not an accident. Amen. <laughs> and that God has intention in why you are mm-hmm.
1: where yeah. you are right now. Yeah. It's good. And that. He not only meets us there, but it's a continuation until the day we're face to face with them. Yeah. So if there's any, anything that you take from this podcast, I do pray that it is that God is for you, yeah. that He intentionally knit you together for purposes that only He has
0: yeah.
1: already set in motion for yeah, your life. Good. So whether you feel like you're living that out right now or not just pause and turn towards him in a way where you're inviting him into the
0: moment you're in right now. Yeah, it's good. So good. Uh, So we are not an accident. We are not without hope, right? There's a lot of hopelessness right now in our Mm -hmm. world in 2020, first week of June. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of hopelessness right now. Um, But we are not um, hopeless. We are not without hope. We are not um speaking to what you just said we are not without purpose. Yeah. Every human mm-hmm. being, every son and daughter on the planet, mm-hmm. if we choose to have a purpose, mm-hmm. have a design, mm-hmm. we have gifts, we've mm-hmm. been knit together on purpose. We mm-hmm. have a voice and mm-hmm. uh, nobody looks like us, nobody sounds like us, nobody can stand in our shoes. And so to to believe the value that we have is significant. We are not unwanted. That goes back to that first one. We're not an accident. We are not unwanted. We are chosen. We are wanted and we are not unworthy. There's a lot of shame, a lot of condemnation, a lot of self-hatred and Mm self-condemnation that deems us, uh, that we're not worthy that everyone else is, but I'm not, you know, if you only knew what I think or what I've done or what I haven't done, or, mm-hmm. um, maybe you've been told all your life you're mm-hmm. not good enough, or you, you, you don't, haven't um, succeeded enough or done the right things. Um, in God's kingdom, you are worthy, um, through Jesus. And we'll get to that a little bit later. So that's what we are not. Right. So let's talk about who we are or what we are. We are seen, first of all. The truth is that, that yes, there is a God, that he is holy, that he is on the throne, but he's loving, good, and kind, and he sees you. right, Wherever you are right now, he Mm -hmm. sees you. Mm -hmm. And I would just add to that because
1: you matter so much to him. Mm, He doesn't see you like you, you know, the, the the Santa Claus song just came to my mind. It's not this, you know, (laughs) right. It's, it's more of this love, this, this love that pursues you wherever you're at. He chooses to, to, to see us because of how much he loves us and cares for us and how much you matter to him. So it's this desire to be in an intimate relationship with you. That's why he that's why he sees us. That's why he seeks us. That's why he's pursuer of our souls. That's yeah, why that's he's good. a good father. So again, we have to re rewrite the definition
0: mm-hmm.
1: of of a good father, because when we use that language, or at least for me, and we only thing we can compare it to is our our earthly experience. Yeah. We we have that's the faith piece, I guess, where by faith you have to allow your brain to just go to places that feel um, a little bit confusing in a way because you you can't define, you
0: can't define him. Yeah. We're known by Mm -hmm. him. If you want to go again, Psalm 139 is Mm -hmm. a beautiful Mm -hmm. Psalm. It just talks about there's just no place we can go that he can't reach us, that he can't be with us. Now, if we're in a place where we feel shame, that may be a scary thought (laughs) that I can't escape. But if we're in a place of believing he's good and trustworthy, Mm -hmm. and that is the the best, Mm -hmm. most comforting truth that we can hold on to. So we're We're seen, we're known, we're loved. The entire narrative from creation to today, the the entire Old and New Testament is this narrative and pursuit and story of God's love. Coming after us. So we are loved. That's why Jesus came, John 3:16, for God so mm-hmm. loved mm-hmm. the world that he sent his only son that whoever mm-hmm. would believe him would not perish, mm-hmm. but have everlasting life. The next verse I think needs to be just as memorized as the first, and that is, for he did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, mm-hmm. but that the world through him would be saved. That yes. is who he is. We're loved, we're chosen. Mm-hmm and we're wanted. Mm-hmm. We are not an accident. We're not without hope. We're not without purpose. We are not unwanted or unworthy. We are seen, known, loved, chosen, and we are wanted mm-hmm. by the creator of the heavens and the earth. Um, so if we are loved, if God is a good and loving father, then we are made for relationship with him. Yes. And if that's all true, <sighs> then what is prayer? You may feel like we've taken a long time to get here, but all of that is so mm-hmm. imperative for us to understand what prayer is. So prayer right. is, it's a conversation,
1: right?
0: Prayer is presence yeah. with God and us with mm-hmm. one another. Prayer is intimacy. Mm-hmm. That's a word I believe has been hijacked by yeah. the enemy in our culture. It's right. been turned dark and ugly and attached to really profane mm-hmm. things. But intimacy is, mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. seen and being seen. Right. Knowing and being known, loving and being mm-hmm. loved, so prayer is conversation. It's presence. It's mm-hmm. intimacy. It's safety.
1: Right. Right. And I think if you if you miss any of those, even before of defining, you know who we are, um, and kind of breaking down some of those misconceptions. If you miss any of those, the the conversation piece, the presence piece, the intimacy piece, then really it's it's more of that. Monologue or the transactional, yeah. Yeah. instead of the dialogue yes. and the the relational. Yes, and so that's why I think Gina and I <laughs> spent so much time, know. you know, with the preface um, yeah. because to to understand the gift that prayer is and the power that that it is the power that you step into when you're actually in conversation with the presence of a holy God. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's, it's mind-blowing, and, and that's why His Word tells us that He brings us a peace that the world doesn't understand, that the world can't give to us. Being in, a, in God's presence, in conversation, in an intimate relationship with Him brings the peace that right now, more than ever, is so clear that our world needs and yeah. desires
0: and that we were created for. Yeah, it's good. So prayer is really the very definition of relationship in, all, yes. in a lot of ways. And that changes everything. Like you said, what we said in the beginning, you just alluded to again, that prayer is wholly and completely mm-hmm. relational. Mm-hmm. It is not transactional. Right. And I think that the religious systems of the world right. and being in a broken world mm-hmm. has reduced prayer to a transactional thing. Right. That if I do this, then I receive this, mm-hmm. even a confessional. You know, I'm going right. to go, I'm going to confess and I'm going to be forgiven, I'm to do my right. Hail Marys or whatever my penance is there yeah. and so that I can reconcile but the reconciliation is done yes it is finished right right so let's go to a little bit of back to the beginning so mm-hmm. Adam and Eve we all know most of us believe we know creation story about Adam and Eve God created the world he created Adam he created Eve and in the garden was this time of unhindered unencumbered mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm no barriers healthy intimate exchange between god and us and when adam and eve disobeyed and let me just say too i and I, i've brought this up in a couple of my podcasts and what's really powerful about this story about the serpent mm-hmm. satan who who comes and tempts mm-hmm. adam and eve the temptation wasn't to sin the temptation was simply to doubt right to doubt that God is good, to Mm -hmm. doubt his motives, to doubt, Mm -hmm. to sow that seed of distrust. Mm -hmm. And that willingness to consider that doubt is what led them. They led themselves to that choice, right? Um, And that choice to eat of the tree of good and evil, which created, what that created was separation. Mm -hmm. Suddenly they had awareness of how small they were how big Mm -hmm. God was. Suddenly shame entered in. Mm -hmm. Suddenly all of those things started to come. And um, that's what created separation. Mm -hmm. And one of the most heartbreaking Um, statements in the Bible is when Adam and Eve hid themselves and God says, where are you? Mm -hmm. And depending again on our understanding of God, we think that's a, where are you? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that Mm -hmm. it was a broken hearted. Um, he was very, it's like when your child, you know what your kid did and they're hiding and you're just like, where are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know, you know, um, he knew where they were, Mm -hmm. but there was that breach in relationship. Mm -hmm. The thing about God's love is the moment that act, before he even said, where are you? The moment that separation occurred, God set into motion his plan to win us back. Yes. His plan of redemption, which was Jesus, was Jesus to willingly live a perfect, sinless life, be a holy God and holy man and lay his life down so that that relationship can be mended so that all those barriers could be taken out of the way. So now that veil is torn. So in the Old Testament, what does it mean the veil is torn? the Old Testament, there were all these sacrifices and ritual you had to go through to uh, be okay with, to be in God's presence. And when Jesus died, there was an earthquake, and the veil in the temple was actually literally ripped in two. And it wasn't just a curtain from Ikea. It was a thick, like there's no way humans could have done Mm -hmm. that. It was a a symbolic Mm -hmm. tearing that said, no longer is there going to be a separation between God and man. No longer do we need to go through all these jumps. All we need is to have a relationship with him Mm -hmm. when we can come boldly into his presence. So I want to say, whether, especially to... People who believe in Jesus, you have access to the throne room. Yes. You don't have to be a pastor or a priest to pray and have to hear God's voice. Right. You can hear him. You can be an intimate, loving relationship with him. It's right. just conversation. Right. It's just allowing him in and inviting him in and letting him speak to you yeah. as you speak to him. That's what prayer is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a relationship with God, it's a very simple thing. Just tell him you want to know him. Yeah, He's going to reveal himself to you and you as well have access through Jesus and the sacrifice that he made right. to be reconciled into that relationship with him.
1: Mm-hmm. So good. I'm, <laughs> I'm even sitting here in awe to <laughs> yeah. talk through um, just the reality that wherever you are right now, whether you're mm-hmm. in your car, at home, at work in your bedroom, in the bathroom, wherever you are, you have access to the living God. And that's another thing that I think is so important to bring to light is that he's a living and active God. He's not like Gina said, he's not passive. He's not just sitting there going, oh, yep. Well, now, now you turn to me. Now I see you. No, he's actively pursuing you right now because relationship is what he desires with you. And that is such a gift to us. We cannot separate um, our full understanding of who God is from our full understanding of who we are. Mm, and good. so that access that we have to just be in His presence and to just create space to listen to His voice, that is that sweet spot. And I I can't say enough about the blessing um, of prayer and that sacred space, like Gina's whole podcast <laughs> is called, that sacred space of being in the presence of a holy God. Yeah. Who knows us intimately? Who loves us perfectly? Who always is for us and is just waiting with arms open for us to turn towards Him? Um, because He's a God of grace, yeah, and yes, okay. He's a God of justice, and yes, He's perfect. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't mean He's not always waiting with open arms for us um, because He loves His children. Yeah, and and He's
0: He's with us. Yeah. you know the whole. New Testament, the the gospels, Jesus' life is him demonstrating what it's like to live connected to his Mm -hmm. heavenly father. It is, it's living in constant relationship and dependence, yeah. and that's what we're invited to. I think we, we've reduced, you know, religion reduces the gospel to you're yeah. a sinner and you need a savior. Right. Jesus died, repent, and right. you'll go to heaven, you won't go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a one-dimensional understanding mm-hmm. and a, really a cheapening mm-hmm. of the, the beauty and the complexity mm-hmm. of who God is and what the gospel is. Brings and it's it's an invitation to be restored into right relationship with the one who made us and who yes. knows us, who designed us, who created us, who wanted us, who chose us, and who has a purpose for us. And He's with us mm-hmm. in the good and the bad and the hard. Um, it isn't that oh I, I accept Jesus and and that my life is perfect. No, we live in a broken world and it's hard. As we see right now, our world is broken. It is. It's, it's groaning with the, the brokenness and the pain and the trauma that it feels. P- people are, are imperfect and we inflict a lot of pain on one another and we have an enemy, but God is present with us right. in it. You are loved. You are being pursued. If you know Jesus but maybe you've been in a place of feeling distant stagnant your Christianity has been reduced to attending church and over the last three months maybe watching it online but somehow you ended up here God's inviting you back to hear his voice. He's He's set a table for you to get to know him. He already knows you. He's inviting you deeper. And if you maybe have never entered into a relationship with God, you've never... Received the gift of salvation through Jesus you have an opportunity all you need to do is ask all you need to do is come into his presence and say Jesus forgive me I need you and invite him in Ask him to cleanse your heart, to fill you with his spirit, and begin to have a conversation with him and listen. Father God, we come before you and I thank you that you are good. I thank you that you are kind, that you are on the throne, that you are holy that you are the creator of the heavens and the earth, but you're also the lover of our souls and the pursuer of us. Father, would you wake us up to your presence and to your voice? Lord, would you expose the things that are in the way? Would you bind and remove fear and anxiety Shame. And Lord, would you replace those with peace, with your presence, and with your love? We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sacred Space and We are going to do another podcast where I talk about now that we have entered into that relationship and now that we are starting to have freedom in having that conversation, what do we do when we pray? How do we exercise our authority? How do we join in the things the Spirit is already praying and interceding for, for ourselves, for our families, for our community, and for our world? We are all called to pray. We are all called to intercede and we're all called to stand confidently in our identity and exercise our authority. So I'm excited about that uh, podcast and it'll be coming soon. If you want to email me, if you were touched by something or convicted by something or confused by something, please reach out to me. That link is in the episode notes. You can send me an email. You can go to our website, GinaStockton.com, and um, just let us know what God's doing in you and how you are hearing his voice. Also, if you want to support the production of this podcast and other projects of Stockton Ministries, you can donate by clicking the link in the episode notes or at my website. There's a donate button in the top right corner. And finally, I've had a lot of requests for uh, the next dates for prayer, the prayer class that I teach. So if you are interested and you are local to Southern California and you're interested in attending a prayer class, would you uh, click the link in uh, the episode notes or just shoot me an email and let me know that you're interested. Um, Also, we're considering doing an online prayer class. And if that's something that you would be interested in, I would love to to hear that because that'll help us uh, decide if we're going to go ahead and put resources towards creating that. So have an amazing week. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you soon.